million people think they're going to be big rock stars. Well, she wants to try. Without you, after all these years, Is Marianne really their singer? What? Oh, yes, I guess so. At least she said so when she phoned last week. Oh, a million people think they're going to be big rock stars. Well, she wants to try. Tommy, I have something to tell you. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Uh, you know, you've been wonderful. I, I don't know what I'd have done without you these last months, but we're fighting a losing battle. It's Armsby. Leave Armsby? Mom, all my friends. Well, you can still see them. And you'll make new friends. <sighs> no, if we can't afford it, I'll get a job. Pay my own way. Darling, I love you, but that won't work. Your grades will suffer. And then goodbye to getting into a decent university. Dad was dumb. What? Well, the mess he left. Well, he died far before his time. Without warning. I mean, he didn't have a chance to get things in order. And he would have. Yeah. Maybe everyone liked him because he was never gloomy. You know, so full of life. Like he'd live forever. That was your father. I don't think he'd ever have made plans. I have a confession to make. should have been doing this long ago. Too, too dependent. On my own now. What? Betty White, Timothy Hutton, Stephanie Zimbalist, and Gregory Harrison, to name a few. Sir Lawrence Olivier and Dame Joan Plowright, star. No really big known household names, period, but the first black Barker beauty from The Price is Right and the first Friday movie fame, Miss Parker, is in this period. Her name is
Kathleen Bradley. Greetings, everyone. This is Moya with How Betty Davis Saved My Life with a new segment for How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood called Late to the Party. As you can hear, the party's already started. And what I mean by late to the party is recent movies that Georgia and or I have recently seen, and you've probably already seen, but we want to talk about it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new segment of how Betty Davis saved my life, life lessons from classic Hollywood called Late to the Party. Hello, everyone. That's right. It's time for LTP's Christmas. Late to the Christmas party. Yes, it's me, Moya, flying solo, and which is okay, my girl, Georgia. She took the month off, y'all. <laughs> we saw Georgia maybe once. <laughs> but it's okay. You know, that's my girl. I love her. And I can't wait to, for her to be back because when she is back, we're going to start the new year off with um, Betty. Betty Davis, a stolen life. Uh, one of the first times she plays twins. So be here for that. That's going to be January the 6th. 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, and our old friend Norman Bellinger is going to join us as well. So um, I, I think I have that right. I always have to double-check the calendar, but I do believe that's what we have going up. Yeah. So live here, Betty Davis starting the new year off right with a stolen life. But today, as you see in the title, I have some gifts for you for Merry Christmas, everybody. For the happy, happy holidays. Yes, I have some gifts for you. So I have some perfume, flowers, and a home. And what do I mean by that? You know, late to the party, we have a little different vibe here. And um, we kind of do little things like get into some movies. Um, of course, like I said, George and I, we can do them. But these are just some movies I've never seen, like I said in the introduction. Um, that I just I just find a little um, interesting, interesting. But all our movies that we choose are interesting. But these are some of the unsung movies, if you will, that are not that popular. And then you find these gems on YouTube, and and I just want you to 
Sim, because man, it was something else. So the first one is literally a movie called Perfume. <laughs> and um, I want to, I, I've seen this a while ago and I want to, I've been wanting to get to it, but I just never had a chance to do it. And so um, now that I have the chance to do it, you think I ain't going to do it? I want you to see this movie. So let me just set it up. So as you see it, it is um, from 1991 and it stars um, Kathleen Bradley. Now, that name may or may not be familiar to you, but she is the first black showcase model of The Price is Right. And you'll see her. This is her getting out of the car. She is absolutely gorgeous. She is statuesque. I mean, I can see why they picked her to be a Barker beauty, if you will. Ted Lange from those of us who are 70s and 80s kids and adults at that time, but we know our 70s, 80s TV. That is the bartender from Love Boat. <laughs> All right. Isaac. And Felton Perry, Um, I, I, I think, I, yeah, I do know who he is. So he... Again, these are not terribly big household names, if at all. But Felton Perry, he was in a lot of movies, like in the late 70s, early 80s, and of course in the 90s. Um, but especially on TV, he was in a lot of things. But anyway, shout out to Real Black One. I saw this movie on their channel. And I just want to give you a little gist of it, um, a little taste of it, and the gist of it in this introductory, inter, introductory, I can't talk scene with Miss Kathleen Bradley herself coming out of the Babo car. Is that a Rolls? Child, the fashions are over the top. These women are black Barbie dolls. I remember my mother and um, some of her friends and my cousins and whatever were dressing like these women. This is when we've uh, still looked realistic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because now we've is like... You look like a bunch of cartoon characters, but I digress. But, um, and this may be those women have, but weaves and wigs, you know, you, these still look like human beings. Anyway, nevertheless, let's roll it to get a whiff of perfume. Okay, I forgot. Check out the music. It's wild. It's so 90s. Natasha had invited us to lunch. As usual, Vashti was late. She was always late. Aren't you ladies Hello. girls are together again. Heaven help the world. <laughs> she is gorgeous, just beautiful. She's still um around. She, I believe she's on checks. I think she's active on social media and such, but um her claim to fame and in the film world, if you will, movie world is Miss Parker. <laughs> 
with the late great Bernie Mac and the first Friday starring Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. Um, so who, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Maybe we should do Friday here on um, How Betty Davis Saved My Life. We don't discriminate, y'all. We used to say it in high school, Shelby. Remember? It's been wild. <laughs> She's pretty, too. Groovy girls. Groovy girls. Hi, Mark Barton. It's Sandy Hook Promise here. And, and we're going to... Uh, that because we don't want none of that. <laughs> Let's go. And look at the prints and the jewelry. Uh the hats, hats had come back. These those church lady hats. Kathleen has that Queen Latifah hat. <laughs> Before Queen Latifah blew up and became the Queen Latifah everyone knows. But yeah, she used to wear these hats and stuff. I used to call them satellite dishes. Uh, and, and Phyllis Hyman, a late great R&B. Also, Phyllis Hyman could have played this role. Gorgeous R&B and jazz singer. Um, very tall statue. She also was a model. Um, so yeah, she would wear these as well. But look at it. They're just gorgeous. And every shade of the rainbow. Love it. Of, of the uh, black black rainbow, if you will. No plan to go to hell. But do we give it up? Oh, no. Do we give it up? Oh, no. <laughs> I can't believe that we were that silly and immature in high school. I can't believe we're still that silly. Grown women acting like children. I know. We're sort of like Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, don't you think? Peter Pan? Linda, you say the strangest things sometimes. It's because I'm neurotic. My psychiatrist isn't a manic depressive. Psychiatrist? Darling, you see a shrink? Yeah, I'll tell you about one day. You don't look crazy to me. <laughs> Only intellectuals are a little crazy. That is so realistic. Because, you know, in black, we're like... Oh, she crazy. <laughs> Especially back then. Now, you know, everything is mental health, mental health. So nobody even cares anymore. Um, well, I don't know. Some, it depends on your audience because some people might still shade you. But I love that. It, that is so realistic. Who would have thought we'd still be friends after all this time? To a lifetime of friendship. May there be no secrets between us. Mm. Now you will have to go to Real Black One and finish looking at this movie because, guys, it, um, you see it's a, a little under two hours, but it is a soap opera. It's full of sex. Of course, you see uh, they're starting to talk about, um, they're going to talk about a business plan, infidelity, mental illness, addiction, just to get started. Um, so stuff, they were ahead of their time, this movie, Mr. Roland S. Jefferson. Um, and it takes place, I think, in there in California where the uh, story takes place. But yes, please go and watch this. You will not be disappointed. So if like, you're super bored at Christmas or you want to get away from the family, they do, they're doing too much. 
Go and escape with this movie. It is so good. The acting, eh, you know, don't expect any Oscar. Don't even expect any Golden Globe performances. But there will not be any Razzie performances, okay? Go and check it out just for the fashion alone. I love it. And they are gorgeous. Okay, so now you got your perfume and you're smelling all good. Let's go on to our next movie. It stars... So, so now we're going to do our flowers. It stars none other than Sir Lawrence Olivier and Dame Joan Plowright. Yes, the real-life acting powerhouse couple. Of course, they're no longer with us. Um, and it's called Daphne Laureola, and, which is a, is a flower, apparently. Um, and so Joan Plowright plays Lady, Plit, P- Lady Pitts to Olivier's um, Baron Pitts or Baronet Pitts. And she is odd, to say the least. So just like in real life, there's this huge age gap in between them. And uh, this plays a part in in this movie. But it is not uh, just the whole gist of it. But anyway, so when I say she's odd, it opens up. She's in a restaurant surrounded by an eclectic cast of people. um, And she's talking and singing. And I did not know uh, Plowright had had a gorgeous, almost operatic type of voice if that was in fact her singing but um beautiful voice and so she meets all these people then she meets this young man and they converse a lot and they hit and i say young younger than her so because she may be in her let's see be in her late 30s let's say she's in her early 40s Uh, olivier's pits is gotta be in his 60s or 70s um, they might have made him a look a, a little older, but and this, this guy, he's got to be in his 20s. So we're going to start off right there. We're going to start off um, with a scene that kind of sets up the whole uh, what happened at the restaurant and foreshadowing what's to happen perhaps later later on. But like I said, she's kind of odd. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, where is this going? But um, let's take a look at it. And you tell me what you think, because I think this movie was a play, was fan freaking tastic. So listen, let me. I have not been very well. Okay, so the guy. Let me just set this up. The guy shows up at their estate, her and her husband's estate. Um, they're in there, the garden, obviously, and she's um, they're trying to pick up where they left off, if you will. I'm sorry. I ought to remember. Do tell me more. It was at a restaurant. It wasn't a party. I must have drunk an awful lot, did I? I think you did. It was foolish of me. I don't remember writing to you even. What did I say? You said, dear Mr. Piast, it is very seldom in this year of grace that one meets anyone that one wants to meet again, but I want to meet you. Will you take tea with me on Sunday afternoon at this address? In case you do not remember me, I had dinner next to you yesterday evening. Yours very sincerely, Catherine Pitts. You are perhaps Catherine Pitts? No doubt about it. I thought you must be. So you came. It was very good of you. I came because it was necessary to come. Okay, so they established that. And then... Let's see. Uh, uh, should I let it play? Yeah, let's let it play. Necessary, Ernest. Yes. 
I've seen you once and all was changed. You were la gloriosa donna della mia mente. Dante said that about Beatrice. It means the glorious lady of my mind. You are the glorious lady of my mind. Of my mind, Mrs. Pitts. Uh, well, it's Lady Pitts, as a matter of fact. You are then noble? My husband is a baronet. That is a sort of little baron. <laughs> it would not have mattered to me if you had been a princess. That you are a little lower in rank does not matter to me either. We don't ask for the pedigree of the planets. I am beginning to enjoy our little chat. <laughs> oh, Vincent, they're very tiresome of you. What is it now? There is a Miss MacArthur to see you, my lady. She hasn't... Okay, so Vincent is the butler, and he's going to play... Um, there's a plot twist in this play. I, you're going to notice a theme with these movies. I have one more movie for you. But, um, of course, Plow Wright, Olivier, really everybody, but especially uh, Plow Wright and Olivier put on an acting clinic. Olivier, he's only in a few scenes, but, I mean, he steals it. He gives the heart of the movie, the movie, of the play. So um, I don't want to give away too much, but there's no boring scenes. And, you know, it, it is a live action play, so it seems like, oh, you know, this is going to be boring. No, it's well paced, superbly acted by everyone. But uh, let's, you got to look at it to see what happens between um, Lady Pitts and this young man, this bohemian. You see, he's uh, well read, he's into philosophy and, and uh, poetry, and he knows all those, those words, you know, you know, darling, those words, <laughs> those words, and knows what to say and what to do. So let me see. Uh, this is on Matt J's, J-A-Y-E-S, on that person's channel. So, yes, check it out. Daphne, L-A-U-R-E-O-L-A, -E Daphne Laureola. Check that out. Again, if you are bored out of your mind for the holidays or you just can't take it anymore, that's what you need to go check it out. So we got some perfume. There's your flowers. And the last thing I have for you is a home. Yes, I do have a home for you. So what do I mean by that? Well, ooh, <laughs> I didn't ask you that. <laughs> right on cue. If you didn't hear that, great. The Best Place to Be, starring Donna Reed, 1979, Saw this on, um, I actually saw it on Chris Johnson's channel. But when I try to pull it up on my laptop, I cannot find it. But, uh, yes, it's it's a wonderful movie starring Donna Reed, Betty White, Stephanie Zimbalist, Timothy Hutton. And you will not be disappointed because it's, a, we said a theme going here, but... Let me tell you what the theme is. And I didn't do this on purpose. I, it's just like, well, okay, what, what would be some really good movies to escape for the holidays? And it was this, it was just that theme. It was that theme of um, a young man, older woman. Shout out to, <laughs> to Millie Jackson for her play, Young Man, 
older woman. And that's not online. And so those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Mila Jackson's a famous um, soul R&B singer. But anyway, she had this play called Young Man, Older Woman. It is ridiculous. I don't know if it's on YouTube. I might. I tr tried to look before. You know, I always get sidetracked. Um, but I can't. It, but it's ridiculous. It's so over the top. But yes, there is a theme here. Young man, older woman. I didn't do it on purpose, but here we are. So Donna Reed, let me set this up again. This is 1979. And I did mention, yes, Betty White is in, is in this. I want to get to her because she was killer in this. Um, I guess, yeah, Mary Tyler Moore show was off by then. And she's still kind of playing that that little tart that she played. Um, what was her name in that? Suzanne? That, that's probably not right. But anyway, um, the little tart that she played in the Mary Tyler Moore show that was hilarious. But anyway, um, Dinah Reed's husband of so many years dies unexpect I mean, unexpectedly. He drops, literally drops dead of a heart attack. So she has a three kids. She has an older son who's married, and a, the middle child is a daughter who's um, a young, hippy-bippy, bohemian, wannabe rock star. She's got a druggy boyfriend, and, you know, you got a druggy boyfriend, you do druggy things. And um, her young son, who's, um, who is in high school, I believe, um, ready to go to college, I think. So anyway, Timothy Hutton plays the young son, and Stephanie Zimbalist plays the daughter, all right? And Betty White plays the best friend. You'll see her in a second. But right now, so dad is dropped dead. He's dead. Um, uh, Donna Reed, Sheila, her character finds out, you know, he did not leave them in the best financial situation. So this scene is where she's trying to break it to her son, like, hey, I can't afford your schooling anymore. You're going to have to go to public school. You can no longer go to private. Ugh. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Is Marianne really their singer? What? Oh, yes, I guess so. At least she said so when she phoned last week. Oh, a million people think they're going to be big rock stars. Well, she wants to try. Tommy, I have something to tell you. Yeah, I'm feeling it. You know, you've been wonderful. I, I don't know what I'd have done without you these last months, but we're fighting a losing battle. It's Armsby. Leave Armsby? Mom, all my friends. But you could still see them. And you'll make new friends. <sighs> no, if we can't afford it, I'll get a job. Pay my own way. Darling, I love you, but that won't work. Your grades will suffer. And then goodbye to getting into a decent university. Dad was dumb. What? Well, the mess he left. Well, he died far before his time. Without warning. I mean, he didn't have a chance to get things in order. And he would have. Yeah. Maybe everyone liked him because he was never gloomy. You know, so full of life. Like he'd live forever. That was your father. I don't think he'd ever have made plans. I have a confession to make. You know, just after the police told me, and before you came home that day, I cursed your father. Awful as that sounds, I was furious with him for dying. Can you understand? Yeah, I can. Because that night in my room, when I finally knew it was real, I hated him for leaving us alone. I feel so guilty. There. Now, we both confessed. 
so we don't have to feel guilty anymore. Yeah, but hating somebody for dying, is that normal? Yes, Tommy. Yes. And so this movie is so good because it runs the gamut of emotions of, um, you know, when people pass away, especially unexpectedly. And then when uh, a husband who passes away, who was um, the primary breadwinner, if not the, the breadwinner. And let me just say this, the husband, well, we'll get into it. Let me go to the next scene. <laughs> it is it so this is 1979 so you've already had the uh feminist movement and now you're seeing the result of that of women in the workplace and women um with sexual freedom and making their own money and decisions for themselves and marriage tr the traditional sense of marriage is um you know kind of being tested for lack of a better term um I'm trying to be I don't want to prejudice you too much, but um, yeah. So you you got to kind of see what's going on between the lines, you know. All right, so let's start it. The scene between she and Betty Betty uh, White, which Betty is fantastic in this. We love Betty, and Betty. When I see these uh, movies, and you know, Betty has been around since what the fifties. She had her own little show, like the mid to late fifties, seventy. And even up until her death a few years ago, Betty White, she of course she aged, but she aged so gracefully and beautifully. And honey, she had the body. All right, so let's go ahead on and let's take a look at um, this next scene, which will further along, further along the storyline. And, and you let me know what you think about it. All right, let's go. I still say this should be champagne. Oh, 10 in the morning? <laughs> Who cares? Sheila Callahan has returned to the world. Never mind, we've talked on the phone, seen each other a few times. Don't deny it. Something's changed. Mm. Yes, I'm back in this world because I have to be. <sighs> Sally, I'm scared to death. Marianne? Tommy? I've cut expenses to the bone, and it's all draining away. I mean, if I go on like this, I'm going to have to sell my house, my future and apartment. I'll, it'll be my mother all over again. So I, I've decided to, to fight it. I'm, I'm going to work. Did you say work? <laughs> it's a four-letter word that isn't dirty. It is to me. Doing what? That's what scares me. The only time I've worked was the summer after high school. And um, and it'll get more into this, but um, this happens all the time. Maybe not so much now because women are just doing the most and make their own money and businesses and blah, 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 you know. <laughs> Independent woman. So, but back then, yeah, this was still a thing. In the library. That was before Sean rode to my rescue. The gallant knight who made you a housewife for more than 25 years. <laughs> well, who's counting? I'm afraid I am. Sally, I, I can't do anything else. Easy, now you're scaring me. School. No, you need paydays. 
I hear there's great money in being a hooker. <laughs> Some friend. Oh, shoot. I didn't mean to do that. That was funny. Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. <laughs> I've got it. Sheila, you're a wonderful cook. A cooking class for housewives. Mm, no, I've already thought of that. My kitchen, full of housewives. But what she said, um, being a hooker. Now look, it is 2023. You know they got the mm, fan site. Women had fought and burned their bras and pubic in public places like Grady said on, <laughs> on Sanford and Son. Look like that should not be an option anymore, right? The mm, fans page and all busting it wide open. I mean, come on, girls. Back then, this poor woman, well, she was too old for to be a hooker. But, I mean, you know, back then, we all just laid it out. Times were different and you had, women had different roles and goals. Why are y'all doing this now? But I digress. Bored with tennis elbows. No. I'm beginning to think we should look in the unwanted ads. That son of a... Sally. Oh, the hell with that. Sean left you with an empty sack. And honey, I mean that both ways. <laughs> no, I didn't come here for that. Sorry. But... Baby, it's cold outside. The Back. real world. And you need real talk. Such as? Look at Betty and Straight Gangster. She said real talk. Yes, indeed. She beat all Kelly. All Kelly saw this movie. She said, you need real talk, yo. Talk that talk, Betty. He was sleeping around. You knew. Maybe not the names, but you knew. Okay, so I did not want to divulge that. I wanted Betty White to divulge that. Yeah, so hubby was stank. Let's move. Let's keep it moving. What does this have to do with my finding a job? Realities again. Ever let him know you were in on his tomcatting? Tell him to knock it off or you'd file for divorce? Custody of Tommy? Nail him for every cent he had? Sally, you know that I'm... I know. You're Catholic. So, no divorce... But what about telling him to pack up and get out? Come back when he's ready to shape up. You never did that, did you? You're, you're supposed to be my best friend. I, I, I don't know why you're doing this to me. Now, do you think Betty White is being fair? Let me know in the comments. Should she be having this conversation with Sheila right now? Because she's still in mourning and she has a lot on her plate. Or, or do you think, yeah, she needs, like she said, a rally, the real talk, the wake-up call. So let me know what you think. Is she being a friend? Because you have a turn-of-the-century mind that accepts every rotten double standard that men have been getting away with. Now you're lecturing. And besides, it's, it's much easier to... I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but, you know, there's still this same discussion in today's uh, social media headlines, if you will, trad wives or traditional wife versus the strong independent woman uh which role is the best best place to be for women or can they like helen Gurley brown said back in the day and she kind of she not no kind of she recanted saying can you have it all can you have both and balance it so it's crazy that women are still having these conversations um and would would 
Sheila probably would not have had this conversation, obviously, had her husband not dropped dead. And but would he have left her and left her in a lurch for some um, young hot thing? Who knows? It'd be tough if there are no children involved. We did all we could not to have kids. Sheila, you can't excuse him or yourself on the old for the sake of the children routine. Well, I'm, I, what good is this post-mortem doing? I really would like... You are still beautiful. A knockout. And whether you like it or not, I am your best friend and don't want to see you hurt by another macho double-crosser. I'm not thinking about another man. I'm... Now. Ugh. Sheila, that's Donna Reed, she's middle-aged. Should Betty White, is she gassing her up or, you know, when we say gas, gaslighting her or she's trying to feed, boost her ego by saying, hey, you still got it? Or is she being being serious? You know, hey, get back out there. You, you're not, you don't have any really skills for working, but you were a great wife, so maybe you should look to be taken care of. Is anything wrong with that? Again, let me know in the comments. I am. And there will be another man, I guarantee. Oh, I doubt that very much. Well, Sean didn't flaunt his, his unfaithfulness. And when I did find out, I, um, I, I thought about a showdown. The nights I lay awake thinking if I could... I, I didn't have any respect for him, but but I still loved him. I I married him when I was 17. I, I never knew another man. And I was terrified of being alone. Alone. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. The disease of women since time began. And wow. Sean was another handsome dude with two sets of rules. Yeah, yeah, Betty White. Talking that jive. She should have played the lady on airplane. Took uh June Cleaver's role. She was talking that jive, yo. Ha! Some dude. Girl, get it. So, we better start looking in the unwanted ads. Okay, so now keep all that, unpack all that. Now, let's fast forward to this next part. And then we're going to tie your beautiful gifts all up with a bow and send you home to enjoy your holiday. Your holiday gifts from How Many Days Saved My Life. And I am so happy. I'm having a blast with you guys. All right, so let me set this up. Um... This is Betty White's older, older son is a doctor. The guy she's having dinner with right now is his friend, his colleague. And, um, you know, this is, and he went to see her uh, visit the son for the funeral. And, and so that's when he first saw her at the funeral. And he asked her out to lunch. And so here we go with this. No. It's taking you an hour to mention it. Oh. <laughs> but as you said, years ago, so let it be, huh? Okay. 
There's a time when examining the past is an excuse for avoiding the present. Hmm. Are your opinions always so positive? I try to make them sound that way. Uh-huh. But even when I have been sure, I've gotten caught up in wars. Yes, her. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, when he says her, he's currently separated from his wife and child. They may be leaning towards divorce. Sheila, I'll make a pact with you. We'll never say that to each other again. Uh, Gary, we're just having brunch with... No, we're not. And we both know it. When you answered that door, I couldn't believe it. But you're, you're a friend of my son. Is that how you see me? Because I see what other men must. Not someone's mother. Well. A beautiful and intelligent woman. I... The truth, Sheila. Maybe Betty was right. Betty White was right. How do you see me? I... Look, if not for my sake, for yours. How do you see me? This is right. Where is that written? Tell me it's a crime. Tell me I'm not a man and we'll say goodbye. Um, I'm, I, uh, I'm afraid. Of living? gonna have to see what happens for yourself because Sheila Dinah Reed's character goes through the ups and downs of life in every aspect of the word um I mean she experiences um her son getting into trouble having to help get him out with the help of a lawyer you know got in trouble with the police um pressure from her mother and a huge, huge tragedy, and more. So go and check out the best place to be. So guys, that is it for your gifts of perfume, <laughs> flowers, <laughs> and a home. I really hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. I really hope that you all have your family and friends over and you all gather around and take a look at this not, hold on baby hold on you all take a look at these movies because they are fan freaking tastic well that's it for me guys so hopefully i will see Greetings, you everyone what, what you, ain't nobody talking to you right now ma'am i'm leaving i'm leaving i am leaving <laughs> so you guys Take care. Have a wonderful holiday. Don't forget, J January the 6th, two weeks from now, we will be live here doing Betty Davis's A Stolen Life. George and I and Norman Bellinger from The Ultimate Fashion History will be back joining us. You guys take care. Thank you so much for joining us. Merry Christmas. Oh, stars and starlets. So my fellow stars and starlets, 
to the stars. Don't forget to comment. Let us know what you think about these movies. Did you see these movies? Comment, share, subscribe, like, follow, do all that. We really appreciate it. Let's keep these great series and films alive. So, this is Moya for another episode of Late to the Party. Thanks, you guys. Looking forward to the next one. You take...